Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation. Um, this has been in the works for, I don't even know, months now. Um, but I am very excited to introduce you to a friend, a colleague, and uh, someone that I have been going to astrology for recently, Allison Chamberlain. Allison is an astrologer, a coach. She's a creator. Um, she's an entrepreneur in her own right. And she re did my transit reading um, a couple, maybe like a month or so now back, or it was at back in July, actually. So it was a few months ago and was just so impressed with her knowledge. And she really has um, an intuitiveness when she reads astrology. Um, like she says, she says astrology is 50% science, right? Because there is a science to it and 50% art. And there, the art piece is the um, interpretation, right? It's it's being in front of the person that you're reading and looking at their chart and then just kind of allowing your own intuition and inner knowing to sort of put the pieces together for people. So as you guys know, I have been an advocate of astrology for a long time now. Um, I'm so curious by it. I love learning more and more about it. The first time I ever had my natal chart done, I burst into tears because I felt so seen. Um, there's so many aspects of ourselves that we've been told are wrong or bad. And what astrology really does is it gives you, you know, kind of a permission slip. Um, some of us need that because we've been told for so long how to be that we have lost our own way. And astrology is really kind of like a roadmap for, for yourself and, you know, human design, which you guys all know, I am a big fan of, and I actually give readings in that, um, human design takes a component, it takes astrology as one of the pieces that makes a human design chart. So Without further ado, I am going to introduce um, Allison Chamberlain to the podcast. So here we go. Yes. Hello, everybody. Please welcome Allison Chamberlain to the podcast. Hello. Hey, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, yes. Christy, for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I've, we've been doing <laughs> this for so long. And here we are. So I, have, yes, I have been really into astrology and I've been talking about it on my podcast for, since I've had it for like, I don't know, five years now, I've been really intrigued by it. And, um, I had a reading with Allison and she just really shed some massive light on like my chart and what's coming up for me. And I really thought she would be the perfect person to talk to my audience really about like astrology 101, you know, what is it? Why is it important? How can it help? And um, at the end, we have a little special treat for all the listeners um, who maybe want to try some of Allison's medicine, her magic. So Allison, real quick, tell us a little bit about kind of like your background in astrology, how you got into it and like why you love it. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'll try, I'll try to be somewhat brief. Um, I have a good amount of air in my chart like you too. So I bet together we could be, we could be pretty long winded. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, thanks so much for having me. And um, yeah, I, I had sort of a, what felt like an innate curiosity about astrology since I was in high school. Um, I, you know, I loved 
going immediately to like the horoscope section of whatever 17 magazine or what you know whatever whatever yeah. the kids were reading <laughs> whatever we were reading at that time and um and and I just it always was so like fun to you know to kind of check out check out my horoscope and um and I I worked at a restaurant pretty much all four years of high school and I would have I had you know how you had to have regulars like people that would frequent yeah um the establishment and there was this cool eclectic couple it was like a man and a woman um and they happened to be astrologers which seemed super weird and random <laughs> for like southeast michigan and then like who i don't know you know i didn't grow up in like la or or anything right um and and i you know i would pick their brains and it was always just so like fun and fascinating um and they would kind of give me like the the like Siskel and Ebert thumbs up, thumbs down. If I was dating, like, oh, like, I, you know, I'm starting to date someone, he's a Libra, like, eh, you know, they, <laughs> they would kind of awesome. tell me, yeah, if that was good or bad. And so, so then my curiosity just kept growing. And um, in college, I started checking books out from the library about astrology and was just basically for quite a while teaching teaching myself really with books and um and then you know then looking online reading articles things like that there started to become like more and more information um online and i i bought a software program like that you know back when there were i don't know do they are there dvds anymore <laughs> I <don't even> know. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it was a DVD that you, you know, you put it in your computer and your computer would download the program and it, and it ran astrology charts and a bazillion other types of reports. And, and frankly, it was overwhelming. Like there was so much in that software program that I didn't even know, but I, I was kind of playing around with it. I started to read charts for friends and things like that. Um, and that just sort of kept going and growing. And then in my mid twenties, I had, I had basically self-studied enough that I really had a, a good grasp on it. Um, and, and I started to charge people for readings. Wow. Um, and then I discovered something um, in 2014 called yoga astrology. That was a year long program blending both yoga and astrology. And I was like, Oh my God, these are the, the two like loves of my life, <laughs> you know? So I took that program and then there's an, a, a pretty well-known astrologer named Deborah Silverman. She's great. I love Deborah yes. Silverman. Deborah Silverman. Deborah Silverman. Oh my God. Awesome. Yes. And I took her applied astrology one and two program, um, which was, which is great. And yeah. And then just, you know, I've continued to keep learning and and keep the self-study going I mean I feel like I'll be studying astrology for my entire life yeah. that you know it's so there's so much to it just like yoga just like human design right there's just so much yeah. to like learn so that's how I kind of got got into it did I answer the question yes yes yes, <laughs> okay. yes. okay 
So let's, I want to really get into the meat. So if you can give us the short version of like, what is astrology? What is astrology and why is it real? Okay. Okay. So astrology has roots dating back. You could go two to 3000 years back to Babylon, which is really the area that's like present day Iraq. Okay. That is where Western astrology was basically born or originated. You can go back even further, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 years to Indian astrology or Vedic or Eastern astrology. That Those roots go back you know, even more. And one of the things that, that I feel like is really valid about astrology is that you literally have, you know, for thousands of years, humans observing patterns, you know, it's like a science experiment, right? Like you're kind of observing patterns. You're, you're, you know, if you put an ingredient in you're, you're, you have a hypothesis about what's going to happen. And then, you know, you kind of get your conclusion at the end. And so they, you know, that you could call it call them the ancients or whatever. The ancients were observing the sky, observing you know, when, when this star, this planet is over here, this, that usually leads to X, Y, Z happening, right? So they're, they're observing patterns and, and that's something that, you know, has, has been going on for a couple thousand years. Um, I, I always like to think about how the moon influences the tide, water levels, things like that. Um, you know, and I think they say that if we lived with no artificial lighting and we, when all the women were like in a forest, mo- you know, most likely they, their menstrual cycles would sync up because the moon, right. Yeah. Influences that. Ew. So it's like, we've all kind of agreed that the moon does those things, but then everyone's, you know, really skeptical that the, the moon and the other planets would, would have any other kind of influence. But, but to me, it's sort of like we're so small, yeah. you know, compared to these like celestial bodies that it's like, I, I'm just willing to believe that they would have some influence on our like human affairs. Yeah. Um, so there, so there's that level. Then the, the other part of it that I think is so relevant and like user-friendly is that each zodiac sign, each planet or asteroid, you know, in, in astrology, they just describe an archetype. Mm. Like Leo is a certain archetype. It's like the king, the queen, you know, like it, they're, it, Leo has certain traits, right? Yeah. 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 It it has the mane of hair, you know? (laughs) Um, And, and so these archetypes are basically and like descriptors of energy, like, you know, descriptors of, of traits, characteristics that every human can embody or can possess. So one of the things that I love about astrology is that all of these energies, you know, all 12 signs, all of the planets, like, are mirrored in you. So even, even if you're not a Leo sun sign, like you're not, I'm not, but we both still have Leo somewhere in our chart. And if you feel like, 
you know, maybe some of the themes of, of Leo, I mean, I'm just, this is the example that's coming to me right now, but if you're, if you feel like some of the themes of Leo are like lacking in your life, mm -hmm. there are things you can do to kind of work with that energy or, or bring it into better balance. And so that's one of the reasons why I feel like astrology is such a helpful tool, yes. um, you know, and, and sure, you know, you can, you can look to astrology for predictions, like, so, you know, and, and some astrologers focus on that more, like, um, what's going to happen, you know, in the next three months, what's going to happen in the next six months to a year. I, and the way that I think about that is that I think, I think being psychic and astrology are, are technically two different things yeah. for some people, those skills overlap. Yeah. And if they don't overlap, like I, I don't, I, I, I probably could be psychic if I really worked on it, <laughs> you know, like if I, if, I think we all can, right. Yeah. yeah. But, but the way I look at astrology in terms of like predictions or forecasting is that it just speaks to probabilities. Mm. Like right now we're in mercury retrograde. Yeah. There's an increased probability that you might experience a technology glitch. Recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully this will not just shut down right now, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's an increased probability that you might experience something related to mercury while it's retrograde. I don't think it's a, it's not a 100% guarantee, sure. right? It's not, it's not, oh my God, you better have a backup computer because yours is about to die. Like it's not that, you know, 100% kind of yeah. cut and dry, but, but yeah, it, I think it can offer like probabilities and just things to keep in mind. Well, so Stop. let me, let me thank you so much. That was amazing. And I just want to add that two things. One is, um, when I started to learn about astrology, I was so fascinated by it. And I, I'm the type of person, I really want to know the why behind things. Um, and somebody, I can't remember, I think it might've been Deborah Silverman. Cause I would listen to a podcast that she was on. I think she said something that really clicked for me, which is that the same elements that make up our human body are the exact elements that make up the stars and the planets. And so when, um. when they shift and change, it ought, it has an effect on our cells on like literally the, the molecules within our cells. So that's why when like mm. is trying with whatever, I'm just making it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. it actually, so that's the first thing I wanted to kind of piggyback off of. And the second thing is I actually listened to a podcast. Um, do you listen to Jessica Lenyadu ghost of a podcast? Oh, wait, she's, I, I know of her. Oh, her podcast but, is so good. So every Sunday she gives a weekly forecast and I just started yes. listening to it probably over the last five months. And there is a real, um, what's the word like, um, relationship, like between totally. when this is happening and that's happening and how you're going to feel. And, you know, the other night, my husband and I got into probably the biggest fight we've gotten into in 14 years, like a joke. And it was literally to the minute that the moon was full in Pisces. 
in Pisces. I was just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, we're fine now because I mean, within moments we were like, what is happening? What are we doing? Like, um, and the entire time I was like, I blame the moon, the full moon, (laughs) because you and I are not this way. And that had some massive effects on us. So totally. Yeah, totally. So let us talk a little bit about what somebody can experience, what kind of knowledge, what kind of insights can they get from having a a natal chart reading and like, what is a natal chart reading? And then feel free to, we have my natal chart up right now. I was born May 28th, 1981 at 1222 PM in Fall River, Massachusetts, in case anybody wants to follow along. (laughs) But we're going to use a little bit of my natal chart to so so Allison can kind of take you through um, what you'll learn, what insights, um, and things mm-hmm. like that. So take it away. Okay, love it. And I know that that the folks listening obviously can't see your chart unless they pull it pull it up. But just to just to add that that full moon in Pisces that was September twentieth for Christy was in her seventh house, which the seventh house is the house of marriage. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I don't know if you, if you knew that little tidbit, but yeah, ironically it it was right there in your seventh house. Yes. Seventh house, marriage, long-term relationships, um, yeah, business partnerships. Yeah. All those emotions came up to the surface and just so funny. Wow. God, yep. that's crazy. I, I love astrology. <laughs> okay. Tell us, about, tell us about the nail chart. Oh, yeah. one last thing. Tell us about the yeah. nail chart, all the things. And then if you could talk a little bit about your sun, moon, and rising. Cause I feel like okay. people really don't know that. And it's like totally such a big part of the picture. Okay. Okay. So let's see. So a natal chart is essentially t- if we took a 360 degree picture of the sky surrounding the earth at the time and location where somebody was born, that the picture of the sky would show us, you know, relative to the earth, where did the sun, the moon, and all of the planets appear to be? So when you when you look at when you're when you're looking at a chart, it's obviously two dimensions, like right. It, we know that in reality it's three or, or more, right? But we're we're looking at it in two dimensions, so it's going to look like a circle. Um, and you could think of the Earth as the center of the circle, and then you'll you'll see the different symbols for all of the planets spread around the circle and, and how it's spread around the circle is, is different for everybody. Um, then it's like we take another circle and place it on top that has 12 sections. It's like we, we take a circle, we divide it into 12 pieces, like we cut up a pie or you cut up a pizza. It has 12 pieces. Yep. Each piece of that pie it's called a house and there are 12 of them, just like there are 12 Zodiac signs and each house represents certain themes and the way that the themes will play out uniquely for each individual will depend upon what Zodiac sign or what Zodiac constellation is on that house. And then are there any, were there any planets 
in that house, you know, at the time of your birth. And that's kind of a, what we analyze and really look into in a natal chart reading. Um, beyond that, there sometimes are significant angles that two planets formed with each other, uh, you know, at the time of your birth, that's relevant. We kind of decode um, all of that. And some of the things that can come out of a birth chart reading for folks are even something as simple as like more self-acceptance. It's kind of like, I kind of feel like the astrology chart gives you permission, not that you necessarily needed it, but like gives you permission. We do, right? Yeah. We we need the permission because society tells us to be one way. Yes. And we need that permission. So yeah, go on. Amen. (laughs) Right. So it's like, it kind of gives you that permission to really be yourself, be who you are. If there was something about yourself that maybe you just you couldn't quite put your finger on, like oftentimes the astrology chart will be, will really make sense of it. You'll be like, oh my God, you know, that is why yes. I do what I do or why I am the, you know, the way that I am. Yeah. And um, it can also point to inherent strengths and we, and weaknesses like, Ooh, you might be really interested in these particular areas. Like it looks, you know, it looks like in your chart, you have a a a drive to really like study and go after, you know, these specific things or, um, you know, these two planets are, are over here in a, in a house that's, you know, maybe that, maybe that, that area of your life is going to be very blessed or, um, you know, there, maybe there's a lot of fluidity and ease in that particular sector of your chart. And then, and then there, there could be sort of the opposite, but, but it, it's almost like it empowers you to, you know, kind of like the more, you know, like the better off you are that if you, if you see like, oh, that's why, you know, I'm always kind of, um, my feelings are going one way and my, my logic is going the other way. It's like, oh, well maybe that person has the sun and the moon in opposition. Mm. And, and so then if they know that about themselves, they, it, it's like, you can kind of work with that energy yeah. You know, in, in a little bit more and not feel as stuck. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of the other things you had, you were asking sun, moon and rising or what else? Yeah. Tell us about yeah, that. So- Talk to me a little bit about my natal chart. Just, j- just to, so people can get a sample of what it, what it feels. Yeah. Like. Okay. Perfect. So, um, I'll do the sun, moon and rising briefly at first, and then we'll, I'll say some things specifically about Christie's chart. So, um, oftentimes the top three things or the, the, the three things that are often regarded as the top three are sort of the most important in shaping your personality, your, um, emotional intelligence, your, um, inner inner world inner dialogue and then kind of the the self that you present um to the world the the sun sign the moon sign and the rising sign are often often thought to be like the most influential so the sun sign is like the name implies the the zodiac constellation that the sun was in was passing through when you were born 
Um, and we could go down a whole rabbit hole of, you know, Western versus Vedic astrology, because oftentimes somebody's sun sign will be different in, in those two systems, but we'll have to save that, I think, for, <laughs> for another day. Yeah. But um, so that, you know, what Zodiac constellation was the sun moving through when you were born, that is said to represent your like persona your ego, the, some of the traits and characteristics that are inherent, um, to, to who you are, um, the moon. So in the same way, the moon appeared to be in a certain Zodiac constellation. And that is said to describe what your inner world is like, like how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself, how you, uh, process emotions, even just your overall relationship to emotions. Like, are you somebody who, um, is, you know, very emotional, high highs, low lows, kind of always in flux, or are you someone who is a little bit more of a, just kind of steady eddy emotions are sort of usually somewhere around this like moderate range. Are you someone who, um, likes to kind of keep your emotions to yourself? Are you someone who, you know, has to talk, will tell anyone and everyone about, (laughs) you know, about your feelings? Like we can get some of that from the moon sign. And then lastly, the rising sign is if you, if you, you know, go to the location where you were born. So in Christie's case, it's Fall River, Massachusetts. From Fall River, Massachusetts, if, if we, looked out to the eastern horizon from there you know at the time of her birth the zodiac constellation that was coming up or rising in the east is the rising sign so the rising sign is thought to be thought to describe certain characteristics that one is rising into in their life um it could be more of like the shadow aspects of your personality. And then again, the sun sign is kind of the overarching mm-hmm. force, but it could go the other way. Like I, I've certainly seen people who they seem more like their rising sign, like their rising sign is kind of their persona. The first impression they give off, um, like the rising sign could be the the costume that they're wearing and then the sun sign is more the inner inner core that maybe only those who are closer to you would would see so I think that the sun and the moon uh, sorry the sun and the rising can be a little bit interchangeable yeah very cool yeah I can tell you that I've obviously had many conversations with people about this and a lot of times people who don't really feel like they're their sun sign. Cause that's the, that's a sign that we all know. That's the one that's in glamor and, and, you know, <laughs> exactly. stuff like that. But a lot of times, um, what I have found is people that don't really feel that connection to their sun sign when they learn about their rising sign, they're like, oh yeah, I'm way more like that. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Totally. So tell us a little bit about my chart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Christy's chart, Christy, so there, all of the zodiac signs are categorized by element, which she actually alluded to that uh, when she mentioned the the part um, about 
you know, that we're made up of the same elements that the stars and, and planets are made up of. So in astrology, it, there are four elements, earth, air, water, and fire. And the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And Christy has an overwhelming number of them <laughs> in, in her chart. Um, she has one, two, three planets plus something called the part of fortune in Gemini. And then she has one, two, three planets and one asteroid in Libra. So that right there, there you know, are like eight celestial objects <laughs> that are in air signs. And, and then that also means that these, there are basically four things in her 10th house and four things in her second house. Um, so for her, those are the most like concentrated areas in her chart. Um, so, so if I back up for a second and just talk for a moment about what is it going to be like to have a lot of air, um, Christy probably really likes to have conversations. You know, she probably really likes to talk, really likes to chat, really likes to network, really likes to get to know people. Um, like that's, that's kind of like the spice of life, you know, for her learning, cur very curious, want, you know, wants to keep learning about things and people and, um, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and then we look at like, okay, what are those two houses? So the house where she has Gemini. So again, that's her son. So her son is in the 10th house, sun sign Gemini. She also has uh, Venus and Mercury there and something called the part of fortune. Um, so the 10th house is about career. It's about career, light, her life purpose, her highest potential, um, business. And, and so if you kind of blend all of that with the energy of Gemini, it's like people and networking is, is, is going to just be inextricably linked to what her career and her business and her life purpose is going to be like Christie's life purpose is not a hermit, like researching in like a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> right. But wait, do you think like, network marketing is in my future? I do. I, yeah, I, exactly. So that is like the perfect, you know, one of the perfect, like a perfect fit for her. It also makes sense that she would have many interests. So Gemini, many interests, you know, they, uh, they're, they're always curious. They want to learn, you know, they want to learn more about, about the next thing. Um, and it's like, you know, for them to feel satisfied, they have to be able to pursue their, you know, multiple passions. Like if Christy just tried to put herself in a, in a, in one box, it just wouldn't work, you can know, I, can I just that, yeah. Okay. What yeah. I want to share right now, real time is that you saying this to me validates and does give me permission to continue doing what I'm doing because the truth is, and this is gonna be so different for everybody across the board, but we're sitting here talking about my chart. But the truth is, is that we were all taught to get to do, to be one thing, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? That was mm. the question that was asked to us. So this is why I love astrology and especially you, because you are such a fantastic, talented astrologer. 
is that Thank just you. in that sentence, you literally just gave me total permission to just do what naturally feels good to me. Like right now I have coaching and I have four businesses, four businesses in network. Actually, yes. I have coaching and I have three network marketing businesses, three. And, and I have human design. So that's four. Yes. And it, I can absolutely make myself wrong for that. Or I can just mm. accept, you know what, this is who I am and there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm going to break the mold and just be me. So just in that little, absolutely. There, you did give me all the permission. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Well, I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. So, um, so, and, 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 you know, that's sort of part of how, you know, as I always like to say that astrology is 50% science and 50% art. So the science part is like the technical stuff and the definitions like this means this, you know, a trine equals 120 degrees between two planets. Um, but then the, the art is sort of like the interpretation. So it's like for Christy, you know, the, we look at, all right, well, we know what the 10th house is all about. We know what Gemini is all about. What happens when you put those two things into a blender, you know, and you, and you, and you press go and like, what kind of smoothie <laughs> is going to come out of that? A multi-passionate smoothie, <laughs> you know, that has many different flavors that kind of all that end up working together. And, you know, it's like for somebody else, Christie's method and the kind of lifestyle might be overwhelming and chaotic but for her it makes it all makes sense for her it's all going to connect like actually all four or five of these things probably totally weave in and connect like in in the you know her gemini mind it, it all makes sense right so um the other house that's sort of loaded for her is the second house that's where she has libra and again she has three planets and one asteroid in libra so that so the second and the 10th houses are, are really like kind of where it's at for her. The second house is about ironically finances. And it's, I say ironic, but it's not ironic because <laughs> it's going to make, it totally makes sense. But yeah. So second house is about finances, um, really getting clear on what you value, like what is important to me? How do I want to live my life? You know, what, do, what do I want to spend my time, my money, my energy on? And, and it's interesting to me that, you know, again, she has Libra there. So Libra is the sign that rules relationships. And so there's something, it's almost like there's something about this that says to me, like, you know, to truly be abundant, like it, as far as Christie's chart, it's like to truly be abundant, we need to be collaborative and we need to work together. And, um, you know, like when we're interdependent and we, and we collaborate, everybody wins. It's like the saying, you know, when the tide comes in, all the boats rise. Mm -hmm. And, and I would guess that, you know, by looking at that in her chart, that that's sort of a ethos or like a kind of a mentality that might, might make sense to you. And that, and that also we could say that one of the things that she really values then is relationship. And it's like, really the relationships are kind of what, you know, make the world go around and that, you know, most people 
on their deathbed, you know, they never really say like, oh man, I wish I had worked in my cubicle more, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's the relationships that really kind of make, make it all worthwhile. So, um, yeah. So, so those, you know, those are, are two sort of big topics or, or big highlights in, you know, in Christie's chart. Yes, she has some energy elsewhere too. Um, those are not the only two houses, but again, those are the, are the two major, major ones. Um, and what else I'm trying to think like, what else would make sense to share I have right now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I have ahead. a question. So most of my listeners, I'm going to guess are between the ages of like 30 and 50. Could okay. you, yep. could you quickly tell them? And maybe, I don't know if you see it on my chart, but like I've heard of things called Saturn returns and Chiron returns and all these Love returns. Is yeah, perfect. that happening for me now? And like, what is it? And, and what, yeah. Okay. I love that question. So, okay. Every planet and, and asteroid and, and all, all of those sort of, again, celestial items in somebody's chart at some point will come back to the same sign that they were in when you were born. So every year you get a solar return. Yeah. The sun, right, is back in the place birthday. that it was in when you were born. Your birthday, hello, right? Um, and each one of these you know, planets and asteroids, some of them have a longer cycle through the signs than, than others. The sun um, is going through one sign about every month right? Then we're on to a new one. The moon really fast every two and a half days, it's changing signs. Um, but then there are a few that are a little bit longer and they represent some pretty major themes um, when they finally do return to the, the position, the sign that they were in when you were born. So the first one that you mentioned is Saturn. Saturn takes between 28 and 30 years to come all the way back around through through all 12 signs to get back to where it was when you were born and Saturn represents your life purpose career karma um like laying a solid structure and foundation Saturn it really has its eye on like long-term goals um and so you experience that first Saturn return between ages about 28 to 30. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Tell us. Yeah. This is just, I'm, my mind is being blown right now because when I was 29 is when I left corporate America, 20, Boom. 29, you go. I had that overwhelming feeling of like, what am I doing? I can't yes. do this for the rest of my life. There's a bigger purpose than me sitting in a cubicle. Wow. Continue. Love that. That's the perfect example of something that that happens, you know? Yeah. So, so for a lot of people, when they have that first Saturn return, it can look like getting out of a job, starting a a different job, getting married, maybe having a child moving, you know, and, and even if the, even if those big life event type things are not happening, they're usually undergoing some sort of internal metamorphosis. So mm-hmm. there, there's sort of something big between that age 28 and 30. Then 
if you, um, the next Saturn return is age, approximately like later 50s, ages 56, 57, 58. So um, that one, it often it is sort of what I call the midlife crisis at energy. And it's, it's kind of like that time where, you know, it is a wake up call for folks and you know, some of the common themes that can come up then are, are like, you know, I've been in this same career for 30 years and like, I'm not getting any younger here. And I, you know, I've secretly always wanted to go off and explore my passion or do X, Y, Z. And so often that second Saturn return will kind of like shake loose um, those kinds of changes. Maybe sometimes it will coincide with people moving like, oh, the kids are out of the house now. Like we're going to, we're going to sell, we're going to get an RV and drive, you know, drive across the country or whatever it is. Right. So that's the second Saturn return. Um, you it's theoretically, you have a third one when you're about 84. So maybe that's when you just really don't have any more. I don't want to swear on your podcast, but yeah. like, yeah, you have, you really have no more fucks to give at that point. I, I don't know. <laughs> we swear um, here at one hustle meets well. <laughs> don't okay, you worry. Cool. Just checking. All right. And then, and then Chiron is another big one. Um, so Chiron is an asteroid. It's, lo it's actually located between Saturn and Uranus, the next major planet. Um, Chiron is, um, it's nicknamed the wounded healer. It often represents some um, issues that that really are like sort of deeply ingrained, like it could be from childhood, it could be from past lives. Um, and, and it's something that you're, you know, most people are, you're kind of, you've done a lot of work on it already. Like you're, you're, you sort of can't escape like do, doing that work to, to heal. Mm. Um, and Chiron takes about 50, 50 years to return. So when you have that Chiron return, that I, I like to think of it as the time frame where you really enter the, the like archetype of the wise woman, mm. you know, and sure you could be there before, you know, chronological age 50, but it's kind of like, that's the time where you really, you know, now you've had, you've had a, a good amount of life at that, at that point. And like all of the wisdom um, that comes along with that. And it's sort of like a initiation into, you know, that, that those wise woman years. So if you, if you, you know, we're thinking of it, like there's maiden, mother, wise woman and crone, mm -hmm. right? So it's sort of like, you know, this initiation into like this second half of life, this wise woman energy, you've already done a lot to heal. And, and now you're probably really well equipped to help others with, yeah. you know, not, not that you have to be 50 to help others, but you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, That's yeah. Yeah. One last question before we wrap this up for those, sure. for, for those listeners that are like in their forties, is there mm -hmm. anything that happens universally in your forties, like astrologically that we should be on the lookout for asking for, um, a <laughs> asking for a friend. Yeah. So, okay. Have you heard of the phrase, the seven year itch? Yeah. Right. So 
the seven year itch actually has to do with the planet Saturn. Okay. So even though Saturn to to have a Saturn return is every 28, 29, 30 years, but every seven ish years, Saturn will make a significant angle to where Saturn is in your birth chart. So basically where Saturn is, you know, in the sky currently will make a significant angle to Saturn in your birth chart about every seven years. So if you do the math, it's like 35, 42, 49, right? 42 and 49. So, so those, those can be times that kind of feel like mini Saturn returns. Like there's, there's a little bit of a rub there's, you know, you're feeling a little bit like, you know, I, I, I'm sensing that there's going to be a fork in the road coming up, or I'm, I'm, you know, maybe feeling like I'm not completely satisfied here. And I, but I haven't figured out what, what that next step is yet, but I know, I know it's coming. So yeah. So those are, are timeframes that can be, um, that can, that can lead to something like a, you know, a, a big kind of next step or next chapter type. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, those are that I, I, those are the, I guess the only two that really coincide with like the 42 and 49. Otherwise, otherwise it's like chart by chart person yeah. by kind of person by person, but Awesome. Yeah. We know you yeah. have, I know you have to run, but before we go, I wanted to invite you back for, again, I would love to have okay. a conversation about the elements. That would be super cool. Yes. yes. I'd love that. And so that, cause I've, I've studied, well, I've just listened to Deborah's free content, but she talks a lot about the missing element. Um, yeah. And, and what's interesting is for me, I always thought it was earth <laughs> because I, I don't like to organize or clean, but in my own way I am. So anyways, I just thought that would be a great conversation because a lot of times women, especially the, the ones that I work, they, they, they're like in their own way. And this is their own words. They're like, I'm, I need to get out of my own way. And if we're super heavy in one thing and we're not balanced, that can be a way to kind of get out of your own way. Right. So many of the yes. women I work with struggle with the how, how mm. do I get out of my own way? How do I change? And it's like, if we can bring in a little bit of this and this knowledge, um, you know, kind of crazy, but sometimes when I feel a little out of balance, I like force myself to organize in the closet. Cause I'm like, totally. I know that this earth grounding is what I need. Cause I'm too up in the air. Exactly. So I would love to have you back. That being said, please let everyone know where they can find you, how to get, make an appointment with you guys. If there's any sort of treat you want to give yourself between now and the end of the year, get yourself a natal reading with Allison. She's amazing. So go ahead and tell them. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And I, yeah, I'd be delighted and honored to come back. Um, so I'm, I am free. Uh, I am currently on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the name is the same on both. It's just my full name, Allison Chamberlain Jones. And Allison has two L's and an I. My website is the same, allisonchamberlainjones.com. Um, and if you mention this podcast, you, I'd be happy to give you 15, 15% off any type of astrology reading. So you'll see on my website that I have uh, three different types. And yeah, I'd be happy to give you 15% off. So 
Yeah. Um, Guys, this will also be in the show. Yeah. Her, her links and everything I will have in the show notes. So you guys can very easily find her. Allison, thank you so much for your time. This was so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love it. All right. Hang on one second. You too. And I hope you.